You're listening to The Best Today Podcast, episode 141. Let's get started. Welcome to The Best Today Podcast. I'm your host, Shante Grant, creator of The Best Today Guide and owner of The Best Today Brand, where we equip women with resources to help you show up as your best one today at a time. If you're ready to trade chaos, comparison, and busy for intentional living, you are in the right place. We believe that intention begins with first knowing who you are and what you want. Here on the podcast, we'll have conversations together about topics that matter to you on the journey of becoming, because we know that being your best leads to doing your best. So welcome to the podcast created to help women all across the globe proclaim this is what my best today looks like. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Best Today podcast. I am your host, Shante Grant. And today I want to talk to you about a book that I read in October that I thoroughly enjoyed, um, have hence since um, referred it to multiple friends. Um, It was recommended to me by my leak, Teal. um, And it's called The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. Now, don't stop listening if you're like, oh, I don't want to hear about... Listen, this is the Best Today podcast. This is actually very best today, what we're going to be talking about today. So um, what I loved about his book, his entire, or I guess I would say, Part of his thesis, I'm going to pull up my notes that I have on the book. I wasn't going to refer to them. But right at the intro, he says, the premise of this book is that doing well with money has little to do with how smart you are and a lot to do with how you behave. And behavior is hard to teach, even to really smart people. He goes on to say, most of the reason why I believe is that we think that and we think about and are taught about money in ways that are too much like physics with rules and laws and not enough like psychology with emotions and nuance. All right. Those two lines or are from the introduction. And what I enjoyed so much about this book is as I was reading it, I was saying to myself, well, this is the best today principle that I talk about as it relates to life. So of course it will relate to money because money is a part of life. And so for me, I was just mind blown about how much he wrote while talking specifically about money applied so beautifully to so much a bigger picture of life. And so I'm going to share the three things that for me stood out the most and that I think were perhaps some of the greatest contributions from this book, um, as it relates to you, the listener, because I know you are a person who desires to live a life of intention, right? And what do I always say? What's the foundation of that? Getting really clear on who you are, what you want, and the importance of honoring your season wherever you are, right? And this book highlighted those three things really beautifully. Um, And so I want to talk about it from those three standpoints, but I want to recommend and offer you to, to read this book. It is it's so interesting because there's another book I recently read and I'm sure I'll probably do an episode on it as well. And it, you would think it's about one thing, but it's, he writes about money in a way that doesn't feel like, oh, I'm reading a financial book, right? That's, that made it enjoyable and made it relatable 
And I just, I recommend the book. Let me just leave it at that. Maybe after listening, you'll, you'll um, believe me a little bit more. So let's get straight to it. Okay. So my three things in no particular order, um, you'll notice two are very tied together, however. Um, And the first thing is that he talks about is figure out you, well, figure you out first, your financial goal, and then that will help you to rule everything else out, right? And what does that sound like? Get clear on what you want, right? And I'm going to read some things he wrote. He wrote, define the game you're playing and make sure your actions are not being influenced by people playing a different game. It's so important to understand like the game you're playing, like what matters to you. And I love chapter 20 of the book. He breaks it down in 20 different thoughts of very short chapters in chapter 20, which I love is he shares the psychology of his own money. And he talks about what his family's goal is. Like our goal, he says, is their family goal is independence. And so every decision they make stems from that, right? Will this help us to continue to be independent? And here's what independence means to us, right? And he talks about some of the decisions his family has made that on paper, don't look like they would make sense, but it makes sense for them when you're looking at it through the eyes of his family and their goals. Um, so he wrote, you know, good decisions aren't always rational. Other people don't have to agree with the choices that you have made because first of all, they're not looking through the lens of your specific circumstances, desires, goals. Um, And so he says, pick a strategy that meets your goals Um, and beware of taking cues from someone playing a different game than you. Um, He says, an anchor of psychology is not realizing that rational people can see the world through a different lens than your own. And I'm like, if you don't give me the vocabulary, sir, that I love that because I love when I read things and I'm like, I've been trying to say that, but the way you just said it was so beautiful. Thank you. That's how I felt a lot of times in this book. Um, right. People can see the world through a different lens than your own. And it's not a matter of they're wrong. I'm right. They're right. I'm wrong. It's you're you, they're them. Right. We see the world not as it is, but as we are. And it's so if you get really good at, the clarity of what matters to you, it doesn't matter what someone else's view on your choices are because they're, they're not in the same seat, right? Just like your thoughts on what someone else has done is irrelevant because you're not them. And it seems like y'all already know this, but I know knowledge is not enough. Information isn't enough because if that were the case, cigarette sales would not be what they are, right? We know information is not enough. He actually talks about this in the book too, which I don't bring out in my three things, but you know, knowing isn't enough, right? Because people actually don't mind being lied to because if you want to believe something so badly, you will. Um, But He wrote, being swayed by people playing a different game can throw off how you think you're supposed to spend your money. Being swayed by people playing a different game than you can throw off how you think you're supposed to spend your money, right? I read that twice on purpose and I tried to slow it down. It's, and this connects to the third thing that I'm going to talk about. But he writes, a takeaway here is the few things that few things matter more with money than understanding your own time horizon and not being persuaded by the actions and behaviors of people playing different games than you. So for me, that first takeaway is figure out the game you're playing and then make everything else like it doesn't matter. 
because it's not, it doesn't relate to your game. Right. And so, oh, you bought that new Tesla. That's fantastic. Is that a part of your game? No. So even though what if even if you can and especially if you can't, what does that matter as it like? What does that have to do with me? That's a question I always offer people. What does that have to do with you? So oftentimes I've sat in sessions with clients or customers and they're explaining something. And I literally my question is, what does that have to do with you? Right. Figure out your own game. And when you do that, what that has done is that has set a boundary with perimeters. And now you know what matters, what's relevant and what's not, right? So for example, in the book, he talks about his family. They have made the decision. They've paid off the mortgage on his home. And he says, that's one, that's the best decisions we've ever made. Yes, I know there are people who will tell you financially on paper that was one of the worst decisions because if we took that money, invested it, we'd make more money than, right, more money than we saved by paying the mortgage off. But that's because they'd be looking at it from their game, which is make the most money, have the most return. That isn't the game we're playing. The game we're playing is independence. And the way we think that looks like for us is this because guess what? My goal could be independence and your goal could be independence, but how we define that can both still be different, which require us both to do different things, make different decisions. I'm not right. You're wrong. You're not right. I'm wrong. Right. Hopefully I said that both ways. And that's the, that's the lesson, whether we're talking about money, finances, or we're just talking about your life. You've got to figure out the game you're playing and then make every other rule and guideline and thought obsolete, irrelevant, because it no longer, it doesn't apply to the one you're playing. And I think that is just, I mean, that is the heart of what I teach, right? Get clear on who you are and what you want, because I understand that if I can teach you to do that, you've already started making steps and making better use of your time, because now it's going to be a reflection of that and not a reflection of all the other things around you. So for me, that was the first takeaway from the book that also I thought beautifully reflected a best today principle of getting clear on who you are, and what you want, understanding what actually matters to you and sticking to that and understanding that what other people decide to do with their time, with their money, with their lives, with their careers, with their whatever, what that got to do with you is the question I want to leave you with, right? So that's the first takeaway from the book for me. The number two is the best thing money can buy you is freedom, The best thing money can buy you is freedom. His words say the ability to do what you want, when you want, with who you want, for as long as you want, pays the highest dividend that exists in finance. Flexibility and control over your time is an unseen return on wealth that hidden return is and that hidden return is becoming more important. Chapter seven is called freedom, which If you've been around enough, you know that is one of my core values. I make decisions based off peace of mind and freedom, right? Um, And so uh, chapter seven is called Freedom. Controlling your time is the highest dividend that money pays. And that, I mean, that's, that's that. When you're thinking about your finances, when you're thinking about money, what I love that he's saying is, well, number one, the first thing is if 
What is your thing, right? For him, it's independence in his family. It's figuring out your game. But what he's also telling you is, and I agree, is that freedom most likely is really the thing you're trying to get. And freedom comes with wealth. Freedom comes with having the ability to say, I don't got to do this. I don't, right? I think he, one of the examples he talks about is when he talk, also talks about saving. And he just says, having six months of saving makes you not so terrified of your boss, right? Because Yes, he or she might have the the ability to terminate my ability to make income here, but that's not going to crush me. That's not a, not going to keep me from having a roof over my head and food in my you know my home. And so, what money is actually doing there is giving you freedom. And what how this, in my opinion, ties to best today is again is understanding what do you value. I value freedom. I want the ability to be able to come and go as I please as much as I can. We all have boundaries, right? And seasons. I have, you know, humans that I am accountable to. But the freedom, understanding that that is the thing that money actually can do for you changes how you want to use it. Because he talks a lot in the book also about wealth versus rich. And I'm going to get into this other part of it in, in my third takeaway. But not trying to use our money to prove that we have money. Like I'm going to buy this thing, this car, this purse, this shoe, this house, this whatever it is as a symbol that I have this thing that actually, is that the thing you actually want or is what you really want is for how people will now look at you and treat you differently. And I think about that. I'm like, I don't want to be around people who decide how they want to view me based on possessions that I have. That's just, I mean, if you re- when you just step back and think about that, who are you actually trying to impress? And also, oh, I just had another thought and it escaped me while I was talking. We're going to hope that it comes back. But he talks a lot about that. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I just remember... I graduated from law school in the early 2000s and a lot of people were getting the law firm jobs, right? And those law firm jobs are giving you, starting you out with, you know, six figure salaries. And most of the people I know left with probably six figure, you know, debt for law school or, you know, a significant amount of debt. And rather than thinking about that, it was, okay, I'm going to go to this law firm. So I got to sell my old Toyota Camry that I've had since high school to look the part, even though you just got in the door, right? You just got in the door. And I saw so many people purchasing brand new luxury cars because yes, their salary now will allow them to make the payment, not purchase the car. There's a difference. Um, And then I was like, and then I have to live in the city because that's where, you know, that's where it's going to be. The action's happening. That's where work is. And it's just, I saw and watched people then handcuff themselves, the opposite of freedom, right? Handcuff themselves to a lifestyle, which meant when you later learn, or if you later desire and learn, or you later learn that I don't want to be here. Boo, you handcuffed because of the choices you've made. You got this high car note, this high mortgage and whatever other choices you've made as opposed to thinking about freedom. What choices can I make that are going to allow me to be most free, right? And so 
that that's just for me that's the second great takeaway from this book is just reminding ourselves about freedom is freedom is the thing so when you're thinking about your money it, is it making you more free what you're doing with it how you're using it and also the point of just under, figure out what you value i'm gonna feel like I, I'm it's a safe bet to say freedom is something that you do value and so I just love that that was a major point of the book is that the ability to do what you want when you want with who you want for as long as you want pays the highest dividend that exists in finance like he said and having control of your time is the highest dividend that money pays that was number two At Best Today, we exist to help women just like you be your best one today at a time. So each week on the podcast, we are going to highlight your stories and your voices. So let's see what's in the inbox today. Hi, Shante. I wanted to call in and tell you about how much I love the weekly pad. The weekly planning pad has literally been my saving grace, especially in this very full season of life. Having a place to focus on just the week ahead of me and be clear with my schedule, my most important tasks and my intentions has been a game changer. It's really a powerful enough tool to use by itself, but when I use it with the Clear Your Mind Pad and the Best Today Guide, like to brain dump everything, organize it, sort it, highlight the things that are most important, put it on the you know weekly pad, and then take it to my daily, you know, best today guide, you know, for a daily plan. It's just, it's the bomb. Um, I'm able to like consider my capacity because I can see the whole week. And then I think about, okay, what's coming up and how's my energy. It's close enough that I can feel like, how do I feel today? What's going on with my family? And I don't over schedule and I don't under schedule. I'm able to plan so intentionally and it feels so good. And when I take the time to preview my week and use the weekly pad, I always notice a tremendous positive difference in my peace of mind, my intentionality, and my sense of well-being. I really cannot recommend it enough for anybody in any stage of life. It's definitely one of my favorite Best Today products. Thank you so much for making it. Toby, thank you so much for sharing how the weekly preview planning pad, say that three times fast, has been a staple and a help to you. I consistently hear from those who are learning how to be more consistent with planning their week that the, having that pad that you've purchased, that you dedicated and said, I'm going to do this thing has really been helpful and helping you to stay consistent. And it again gives you everything you need in one place with two different styles to choose from, clear your mind or full weekly. So if you are not consistently previewing and planning your weeks ahead of time proactively, I want to invite you right now to scroll down where you're listening and click the link to get your weekly preview planning pad from Best Today. We can't wait to hear about how you see this one simple change in your time with your time is going to help you. It's going to drop your shoulders. It may not change all the things that are going on, but it's going to help you be a better, more prepared you for those things. So go on and click the link right here in the show notes and get your weekly preview planning pad. Set that pretty fast. Um, 
at besttoday.co. Again, we have it linked right here in the show notes to get your weekly preview planning pad. You can get the full weekly or the clear your mind. You'll see both types there or try both out. And if you're looking for a way to try more of our products, I'm going to tell you the sample sheet pack is the way to go. It does include two of the weekly preview planning pads for the clear your mind and two full weekly along with many of our other products all in one. We'll link to that in the show notes as well. So you can find that in the show notes. Um, Happy purchasing. And thank you again, Toby. And number three is just the role that comparison plays um, in our lives. Clearly he's talking about with money and the significant damage that it causes us. Right. He talks about this concept of never enough. He gives great examples of and stories of people who, in particular as a man, who um, was worth $100 million, quote unquote worth, net worth of $100 million. And that just wasn't enough. He wanted to be a billionaire. Now, why? I don't just to say I'm a billionaire, I guess. But he there was never enough. And of course, the story ends in his demise and not having any money. But this this concept of always moving the goalposts. Oh, I want this. Okay, I got that. Now I got to move it to this. Always, like there's just a always, an always, right? As soon as I get this, it's on to the next. Always moving the goalposts to want more because, well, there's more out there to, to be had. So why not? And not understanding and figuring out in your life, what is my enough? Again, this really is coming back to the same point. What is, what's your game? Figuring out your game for your life. So we're talking about your money, but we're also talking about your life, right? And there was a point, and I hope I have it in my notes. Um, I know I have it in my book notes, where there's a line where he talks about um, risking the things that don't matter. No, risking the things that do matter for things that don't matter. I'll find it. But that just made so much sense to me. I have a whole episode where I talk about comparison being the thief of self. And what I mean by that, and this is beautifully illustrated in the book, is you have to completely, when you turn your eyes to someone else's life, first of all, your life needs your eyes. So there's no space to be looking at someone else's. But when you do that, first going back to the first point, not understanding what their game is, you're judging something you don't even fully understand. And you also fully don't see. Let's remember that as well. You don't fully see the things you see. <laughs> you only see what you see, but there's more to what you see than what you see. You see, <laughs> okay? Um, doing that and then making decisions on your life, whether you do it subconsciously or not, because it's happening, right? It's like, I was just having this conversation. I think eight times in this month alone, I've had conversations with customers and clients who have said in some form or fashion that the reason they haven't done a certain thing is because they don't have time to make large strides and that the small wasn't enough. And this has come up in multiple contexts, right? And I thought about that and I'm like, well, the only reason you would call something small is if you've seen something bigger as a comparison, because who's to say what you think is small isn't big. The only difference is what you call it. And even if we're going to call it small, what is that? A, who made that a dirty word? But that's a whole nother podcast episode. Seriously, I probably will make one, but it's the comparison. It's never good enough. So he writes, there is no reason to risk what you have and need for what you don't have and don't need. There is no reason to risk what you have 
and what you need for what you don't have and what you don't need. And he talks about some things that are things that do matter. Friendship, freedom, independence, family, friends, being loved. These are things that we shouldn't risk to get something else that we don't currently have. Well, if I risk this friendship or I risk this freedom, if I risk this independence or if I risk my family, my relationships, if I risk these things to get this other thing, is it worth the gain if you lose? Because one of the things he talks about is no one cares about the stuff you own more than you do. People aren't really looking at you. And he talked about the thing is when people have these extremely fancy cars, no one's looking at the person driving it. They're looking at the car. So you're getting these things to be, to have the attention, but what are people, no one comes up to you and say, Ooh, tell me about your, what, tell me your story. I would love, I want to hear more about you. No, they're like, Ooh, where you get this car? How'd you get this car? Ooh, does she X, Y, and Z? I know nothing about cars, so I don't know. But you know, that. They're not even, you're not even getting the thing you're trying to get, the admiration, the respect. People are looking at your stuff, not you. You could get run over by a bus tomorrow. And the stranger who saw your car and thought your car was cool will keep living their lives as if you didn't just get hit by this bus, right? He writes, humility, kindness, and empathy will bring you more respect than horsepower ever will. And so, oh yes, another beautiful thing that I think, is illustrated that he illustrates so and says so well is that wealth is hidden, right? It's income not spent. It's the things you don't see. And he says, past a certain level of income, what you need is just um, what sits below your ego. Past a certain level of income, what you need sits just below your ego. And I think about those things, right? about him saying wealth is in what you don't see. And I think about this world we are in where there's reality, quote unquote, television and social media and all the things you see, but what you probably, the things you don't see are things like joy and support, peace of mind, a family's bond. That's not stuff that, first of all, some of those things don't look picture perfect. And they're not the things that are actually like put out in picture form. Yes. Am I saying that right? You know, those are the things that matter. And those are the things you don't see because it's, it mostly happens in the privacy of our relationships. So that's why there's the things you don't see. And I, I always used to say that I was like, you know, I, I don't have a, you know, um, photo ready life to present to you. I have information that I know can change your life. I have knowledge, information. I have care and concern and encouragement and wisdom. Those are things I have, but I'm not going to get it to you by presenting this. I don't even know. You can't see my hands. This picturesque thing. But what I do, but what I do believe and do know to be true is that the joy I have, the support I have in my life, the peace of mind I have, that allows me to be able to come and present the way in which I do, which is still in all my humanity, right? Um, typos and looking like I'm looking, if you could see me right now, right? <laughs> I need to wash my hair in my workout clothes, but that's how I'm going to, that's who, that's what it is. And what we miss in looking at the things that are quote unquote picture perfect is the picture of what actually matters. Wealth is in the things you don't see. And I, what that made me think about is 
joy is in the things that you it's just the stuff that's hidden in the back that's not a, not celebrated um what it feels like to be supported to live a life where you have people who truly will hold you up when you can't seem to stand on your own two legs because things are just that hard or the people who will support you when you are standing up and things are great the joy, the, the the mundane, the sitting at the table playing Monopoly deal with your children, watching your children build a nugget fort, uh, riding bikes, playing with other friends, learning a new word, um, being kind to a stranger. The, these things that you don't see, the, that's the wealth. Wealth is what you don't see. And that goes beyond the money. That's it. That's what I'm trying to say, right? Wealth is not only in the things you don't see and money that's not spent, but it's in the things that are happening in people's real lives that they're not going to pick the phone up to share with you because why, right? But what you do get the benefit of when I think about that though, is the, it's a part of, it makes, it's a part of my makeup and it allows me to be able to show up the way that I do because of the things that are happening in my wealth spaces, with my family, with my friends, with the people who I love in my relationship with God, right? These are the things that are hidden. Wealth is in the things that you don't see. And so he writes, but while we can see how much money other people spend on cars, homes, clothes, and vacations, we don't get to see their goals, their worries, their aspirations. Remember that everything you see is not everything you see. And there's still things that you don't see. See? So that's my third point. It's just this reminder that comparison takes your eyes off of your own game and can cause you to risk things that you do not want to risk. The things that you have, how did he say it? There's no reason to risk what you have and need for what you don't have and don't need, right? So for me, this book really just reinforced so much of what I teach about life. And I think that's the beautiful thing about principles. Um, Number one is to figure out your game and let that set the boundaries so that you make the decisions based on your game, right? And understanding that rational people can see the world through a different lens than your own. So just because you chose A and this person over here chose X doesn't make one of you right and one of you wrong. You're just operating within your own games, right? Being swayed by people playing a different game can throw you off of how you think you're supposed to spend your money. Number two, the best thing your money can buy for you is freedom. And number three, there is no reason to risk what you have and need for what you don't have and don't need because nobody cares about the stuff you own more than you do. Thank you, Morgan, for this book. It was fantastic. And I hope that these three points are enough to make you want to pick it up, but also just a a way to reinforce Things that I have been talking about for years right here in this seat on this podcast on stages and in our, the Best Today community. Thank you for listening. And if you have read the book, let's talk about it. Let's chat about it. Let's talk over in the Best Today community where we love to continue conversations. If you are not in the Best Today community, you can join right now by clicking the link in the profile. Just scroll down. BestDayCommunity.com will also take you there. Inside, we have not only exclusive conversation, workshops, contents, but that's just where I am. That's where I hang out. That's where I spend my time. And I'd love to see you there. So thank you for being present with me for this week's episode of the Best Today podcast. 
Remember that everything I do right here on the podcast and within Best Today and really in my life is to help you to live well. To learn more about how to get started with our products at Best Today, you can go to besttoday.co forward slash quiz to take a quiz. Um, And if you'd like to hear more from me, I invite you to read my online publication. It is called For Those on the Journey, and you can find it linked here in the show notes, but also at forthoseonthejourney.com. We'll link to those again in the show notes, which you can just scroll and see right now. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Let me know if you've read the book, if you're going to read the book. Um, I would love to hear from you. Join me over in the community and let's talk about it. And I'll talk to you again on the next episode. Bye for now. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Best Today podcast, you are going to love the Best Today guide. Our Better Than a Planner guide teaches you how to get clear on what you want identify your self-destructive habits and behaviors, and intentionally create space to prioritize yourself every single day. Don't go the journey to being your best one today at a time without the Best Today Guide. See inside its pages and order yours today at besttodayguide.com. Even better, when you order the Best Today Guide, we gift you with your first month free inside of the Best Today membership. So what are you waiting for? We're giving you everything you need to trade busy for intention. Go to besttodayguide.com and order yours today and join thousands of women across the globe proclaiming each day, this is what my best today looks like. 